welcome back to the Tune Lysing podcast. It's the podcast where we are trying to write and record a entire studio album in just one year, part-time. And that one year is very rapidly coming to an end um, every day. It feels closer and closer somehow because that's because it is. Um, and I'm joined as always by... I'm, I'm Rob Rugglesworth, by the way, and uh, joined as always by co-host and bandmate Jack Edwards, who has been shoe lighting to the extreme this week, haven't you, Jack? <laughs> I have. I have been. Well, it depends. It depends what you mean by that. I mean, I know what you mean by that. You mean that I've been working very long hours in my day job, which is true. The, the tune part of shoe yes. lighting has. Uh, has been therefore sadly put on the back burner although we did have a productive uh weekend uh just gone on the album so that's something at least when you set out to do this um to do this project you kind of you just know when it gets to the end that something is going to land on your desk with a month left of the project it's the way it always is you know we should probably should teach us the lesson that we should have got to got a bit further through but it was always going to be the way you know i've never done a project in my life no matter what it is no matter how well i planned it where there isn't you know you always find a load of stuff you still need to do in the last uh in the last sort of five percent of the time so i don't think it would have mattered no matter how much we planned. yeah i, li- I like to look at it that way um, that's a, a comforting way of assessing it at the same time, you know, we've no matter how much more we've got left to do, we've definitely upped our game in the past few weeks and got a lot of stuff done. That is undeniable, and it's going to be a slog, but you know, it's all all part of the fun. And I've I've um, I've just been going through kind of doing the final bits and bobs of a, a second final second final mix of one of the songs that we're kind of planning to be the maybe the first single um on the album uh coming out we'll we'll, we'll wait and see but at the moment it it could be cause, but just on the uh, <laughs> the fact that it is the first one we'll probably finish but um, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's sounding good i'm pretty pleased with it especially after recording the fresh vocal takes it's nice to have some final vocal takes in there and not just demo vocals that we've had for the past uh, few months uh, so it's sounding i would say borderline professional that's good yeah <laughs> I, i've not actually heard rob's latest very latest mix of this so uh it was sounding good before so with any luck it's it's got better not worse so i've been today my process uh has been quite laborious um, at this final stage of going through on melodyne uh for anyone that doesn't know melodyne is some excellent software it's effectively auto-tune software but to to the extreme in the fact that it will show you exactly to with very high accuracy exactly what pitch every single note is hitting so although jack's vocal takes on this particular track were actually very good um it's pretty it's pretty cool that um you know i didn't have to do much but it's cool that you can just go through and just nudge little notes that you know by oh it's an e flat it's meant to be an e or something and you just nudge it up a little bit and it's not noticeable it's not like jack sounds like drake or you know one of these highly auto-tuned um effects although we might do that on other tracks but on it's just yeah a very handy little polishing tool i guess so that's where i'm at with that track it's it's the it's the polishing of the uh of the final yeah we're, track we're not ashamed stage. to um 
to resort to such tricks tricks to uh, to get it sounding <laughs> as good as possible. I mean, we're we're both putting our putting our voices out there um, rather than getting in any guests. So it is us at essence, but obviously we will not shy away from using the tools at our disposal to to get it sounding good. And there's definitely no shame in it at all because everyone does it now. It's it, you know, as Mary Zimmer said in the vocals episode, it's it's unheard of to not. It's a, unless you go for some real honky tonk country or something, which is meant to be out of tune. Pretty much all pop and even rock music is is tuned in some way, even if it's subtle. Yeah, that that was surprising to me, um, and reassuring. So yeah, anyway, onto onto the episode, and you know. Um, I wanted to, as promised last time, uh, to talk about in this episode the topic of mixing. And this, I've, I've titled the episode in my notes that mixing, that scary little word. Possibly the scariest <laughs> little word. And in uh, the dictionary. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I, I uh, always assumed that we were going to be mixing. Uh, the songs ourselves because you know trying to do as much of the process ourselves but i was quite surprised when a couple of people through who when we've we've spoken to friends or people who are perhaps a little bit more professional than, than we are or, or uh, you know our musicians have said oh are you, are you going to be mixing it yourself i think well yeah isn't that a isn't that a major part of the the process <laughs> if we're not mixing it ourselves what are we doing and i think this is probably testament to how much mixing as a part of the uh, album making process is overhyped i would say um you know for something that probably as um you know, should probably only take say five percent of the entire process you know right at the end luckily because that's where we've left it <laughs> it, it probably gets about well, it probably gets at least 50 percent of the uh of the kind of tutorials on things like youtube and on podcasts and things like that you know it's it, it gives the illusion that it's it's a much bigger part of the process and perhaps it should be and that's just because there is a lot of stuff to talk about in in mixing so yeah that's why i, I think it gets this scary reputation even though really i think it is slightly overhyped um the kind of the whole mixing well, I process think it's, it's for well before mastering it's the final stage it kind of feels like the chance to polish a turd or ruin a good song um i guess it has a there's a, there's a lot of power in that five percent of the process is what i'm trying to say um it can make or break a song yeah and and polish a turd is a very good uh turn of phrase because this that is the key thing is that because all our songs are turd yeah well no matter how crap a song uh no well, yeah no matter how much mixing you do sorry it doesn't matter if it's a crap song you can mix and mix and mix and you can do all their eq tricks and compression and whatever you want if it's a crap song then uh you're kind of on a hide to nothing i think this is quite a common problem that a lot of mixing engineers and and well, people in production, music production in general talk about is they're sent a song by an artist and it's like, well, look, I can't do anything with this because the arrangement is all wrong and you know, you've not thought about it from the start. And I think, you know, we've, we've definitely been trying to think about things as much as possible. And I think when you try and get your demo tracks sounding 
as finished as possible, which I think we we did to some extent, and hopefully you'll agree from the tracks we've kind of played. They're not a million miles away. If you can get it to that stage, then I think you've you're you're onto a winner. If it sounds rubbish and then you go on to mix it, then you're probably not going to be able to save it unless you uh, you're very very clever. That's true. Um, yeah, you need the raw materials, but I suppose at the same time, once you've got those materials, you can you have the ability to make it better or worse in the mixing stage. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, that's been one of my main challenges so far when I've started mixing and as someone who hasn't done a, a lot of it before, it, it is easy to to overcomplicate things and to kind of... What, so for that reason, I've been trying to do what uh, James Russell said in an earlier episode of taking of bouncing basically every track out with all the effects and processes on that are already on there and kind of draw a line as much as possible under the creative phase so we're going from creative into mixing uh, and then almost starting afresh with the with the with the track and then uh, what i've been doing is muting pretty much everything to all the faders down to zero and then gradually bringing everything back in and i think what that helps makes you do is it makes you really try and justify everything you bring in and it, it helps you spot things that perhaps aren't really needed because i think i'm definitely guilty of this when you when you're recording you just keep adding and adding and adding and it's hard to know if something really is adding to the mix or not and i think it's been really uh, eye-opening in a way to kind of start all the tracks low you bring in the maybe the drums first and the bass and you've got the foundation and then you gradually bring in the other elements one at a time and it helps you balance everything properly and make sure the levels are right but it does help you kind of go maybe that guitar isn't needed there or, or maybe that isn't needed there so yeah it's uh i found that a really useful kind of start to the mixing process and then you you go from there yeah really. there have been some tracks that we found have been when we've turned them on and off, they're literally inaudible. When we've we've one song in particular, <laughs> we've been working on trying to get this really big, full sound at the end of the song, and it's you know, it's been a struggle. But um, yeah, but we've we've had dozens of tracks in there, and some of them you literally can't hear, so they can't be doing any good. They can only be <laughs> taking up headspace. Yeah, I said I said this to you, Jack, didn't I, the other day? That I read something that about you know the human brain is is not that clever really, and is only really capable of interpreting three different kind of groups of sounds at once. So there's no point in putting hundreds and hundreds of things in there if you know they're all doing different things because the reality is we're pretty stupid as humans and uh, we can't really interpret it so yeah it's it, it, there is a lot of that realization and realizing that you know just adding 50 different guitar tracks doesn't make it sound necessarily bigger which is a weird thing to get your head around at first um you know actually i found one of jack's demos the track he was talking about there he, in the demo, he had like a rhythm guitar, a lead guitar, a couple of lead guitars and um, and the bass and some drums and that was it. And then I added about five more guitars and some synths and some strings. It's like this is going to sound like the most epic crescendo to a song you've ever heard, like a full orchestra. Uh, and it just sounded like a washy, messy, muddy thing that was didn't, sounded less epic than just the five instruments. So yeah, 
weird. Sound is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much you could uh, could talk about in uh, in the mixing process. I mean, it's something that just that's what I was saying before. Despite it only being really, it should be the very final stage. There, there's there are so many things to learn and and so much of it. You know, a lot of it's trial and error. Uh, but there is a lot of good practices uh, you can do too. I mean, the one thing that uh, I've been trying to do as much as possible is um, listen on as many different devices as, as recommended to us on as many different types of headphones. Uh, downloaded some interesting software, which I, I'm really enjoying using called Sonarworks, which is basically um will try and mimic uh will try and flatten the response of anything that you play it through so trying to cut down uh, on any weird sounds that are in my room or wherever i'm listening to the track and and just make it sound like it's going to translate onto other devices uh, as much as possible i've actually just downloaded the new version of it which came out today and you can on that like flick between like hundreds of different um types of like what it will sound like on hundreds of different things so you can switch to like um <laughs> jeep stereo something was one of the one was like Air, apple airpods yeah hover, hovercraft sound system um yeah there's one that's like airpods and um like smartphone speaker and things like that it's really interesting and so, like certain things kind of it alerts you to certain things that like oh maybe if someone was listening to it on ipod headphones there's a little bit too much of this like particular thing in there it just helps you hone it in and just trying to get that happy balance for for everyone everyone who uh, listens to it which is like that's the main battle of mixing i've found like it, it's this mysterious word this scary little word but what you're trying to do effectively is one one make sure everything sits nicely alongside each other um you know uh, in the mix and um Secondly, just make sure it sounds good on on as many people's systems as possible, and that's it, really. <laughs> There's lots of tricks and things you can do to get it to that point, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not um, it's not easy. We've not been able to find a definite answer on because I I am always trying to seek seek out shortcuts and one size fits all tips and tricks. Oh yeah, what I really want is right. This is the system you need to play your music on and mix for that. And if it sounds good on that, then it will, to a greater or lesser extent, sound good on everything else. But nobody has told me that that exists, which means that you're, you can... Oh, go on. Well, go on. does it exist? <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, I've, I've been reading into this quite a bit and um, there's certain speakers that people swear by um, it's quite funny actually they're kind of they they've got a reputation for almost being a bit crap that like if you can get something to right. sound good on that speaker then it'll pretty much translate onto everything else so there's a thing i think it was called the avatone correct me if i'm wrong listeners but it's called a mix cube effectively and it's this like tiny little like speaker i think it costs a, a couple of hundred quid or something and uh it's it appears in like loads of different professional studios and it's just this little cube and people listen to it in like in mono just one of them um and if it sounds good coming through that then you pretty much know it's going to sound good 
in any on any system to a point and it, i think it you know you still have to make sure that you've got your base right and things like that but it, it's it just really emphasizes like the middle of the sound spectrum which is what's going to come through on on most systems and i think there's some yamaha ns10s i think are the other one that are like basically a studio standard again just because they sound a bit crap <laughs> but they don't like they're, they're like a really boring speaker that doesn't really you know, overemphasize anything but yeah i mean it's a tricky world when you get into it because the reality is you put that speaker into your room and your room will have different echoes and you know bounces around and sounds get you know, bounce off all sorts of surfaces and stuff if it's not treated so that's why i kind of do a lot in headphones and i think you probably will as well won't you jack just kind of it just although there are trade-offs uh, in headphones like uh, around being able to kind of ju judge the stereo field that's the main criticism of headphones you're a lot more likely to get a, a good accurate um, mix anyway in headphones than than unless you're in a, a professional studio with speakers so yeah we'll do what we can at the end of the day all we can do is is that and then we'll listen to it on as many different devices as we can in as many places as we can and we'll get as close as we as we possibly can and hopefully it's good enough <laughs> good enough is all we can ask for i would like to start this next section with a quick shout out to a plugin that we were kindly given for free via our friend uh james russell um it's a plugin by a company called devious machines which is a great name for a, a company i have to say um we've got a few devious machines that appear on our album i think in, uh, in various <laughs> forms um and it's called the texture plugin and uh, james recommended it because we of all our kitchen drum sounds and stuff and and he was worried um that certain ones of them might be lacking you know maybe if it's a, meant to be a snare but it's actually a salt shaker maybe it'll be uh, lacking a kind of the stick hit or the the transient that you get on a a snare so this little plugin uh it has a quite cool uh method of solving those issues it's not just an effects plugin but it's also a synth as well so like part part effects part synth uh, and it allows you to kind of put your sample in and then uh blend in various other sounds with it so say you had like a, a an olive oil kick drum uh, but you wanted more of like a, a bassy, subby, sub bassy kind of boom to it. Although I do think it's it's quite good on its own. But um, yeah, you put it into this texture plugin, and then you can add in like a synth um, or some extra kind of sound around that around the transient, and it'll just fill it out and make it sound more drum-like. So yeah, there's loads of uh, different things you can use it for. That's what I've been using it for. I'll try it out on a few of the other drum sounds as well, just to to beef them up and to to add some more texture, I guess. That's that's the uh, the name of the plugin. So that must be the name of the game. But uh, yeah, very cool. <laughs> Thanks again for de to Devious Machines and uh, James Russell for uh, giving us um, access to that. I will leave a link in the description to uh, where you can find it and uh, download a demo and check it out yourself yeah there's all kinds of interesting things you can do from a very from making things sound more professional and normal to making them sound kind of weird and otherworldly there's loads of different kind of samples you can add into your 
to your drum hits. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that you. It's not just you know, not just necessarily for what we we are using it for. It's it's just yeah, just adding different sounds. You could make like a um, yeah synth sound more white noisy or like it's from yeah, it's more distorted or add things like that. So yeah, it's, there's loads. It's kind of too late in the in the creative process almost. Yeah, I'll probably will use it a bit, but it's probably going to be the next album where i'm gonna if i'm gonna really use it in a creative sense in terms of creating sounds with it but yeah it's a it's a cool thing to have a cool thing uh, to to use and get ideas from let's finish with a bit of fun if it'll work uh so jack to test out your mixing skills and a big part of mixing is you know using your ears i think uh that you can uh, surprise, surprise with music, I've been using but my no, nodes. You, you laugh, but but people genuinely get criticised who are beginning um, to mix for the first time in just using their eyes and not their ears, i.e., just looking at the EQ um, on screen. You know, we're very lucky on modern uh, on modern doors like Ableton that you get this lovely little picture of the frequency spectrum that you can see and you probably could like have a good a little stab at mixing it without actually listening you just see the be good experiment just dip in and stuff it would be a good experiment but um yeah the reality is you have to use your ears uh, and you should use your ears mostly so uh with that in mind uh, I'm going to do an EQ quiz for you to see how good you are at seeing when certain EQs are cut or boosted. And I'm going to use an app which I have found which is very fun and a good form of distraction and resistance probably when <laughs> I need it least. Uh, it's called Sound Gym uh, and it's just an online thing uh, and it's freely available. Uh, we're not sponsored by Sound Gym. This is just a free shout out to them. Um, and yeah, they'd have these little games that you can play uh, to improve your uh mixing skills basically so in, in as part of the game a song is going to be playing and uh, i'm going to turn the eq on so this the eq is currently off on this song that's playing i'm going to turn on the eq which is effectively just but will boost a certain frequency range and jack you have to give me your best guess of which frequency has been boosted so i understand you understand right are you ready so this is off and this is on turn it off again so that's off and this is on <laughs> it's uh, off. something reasonably high and on. Some kind of like almost like the resonance on the piano. It's not super high. Mm, there's something but... of a snare to me. I, mean, I don't know the answer, so I'm just. So that's um... off. And that's off. Maybe. Uh, Pushy for an answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at all these numbers of hertz on the screen, and I don't really know what corresponds <laughs> to what. Um, I'm going to go for because it's it's. I'll go for around about the middle, around about 
No, a bit higher. About okay. 2200 hertz, let's okay. say. Oh, it was three. Oh, I'm miles off. <laughs> right, here's the next one. So this is the EQ off. And EQ on. That's <laughs> tricky. It's, it sounds like everything's louder. Yeah, it just sounds louder to me. It's another basic. I think it's similar to before. If I was going to guess this one, I would go yeah for around the 200 hertz. What are you saying? I'm happy to agree with that. Bass was my first thought, but then when I kept trying to listen back, I couldn't tell if I was just being deceived. Oh, 300 hertz. That's, that's enough EQ. Let's do. Let's play. Let's play a different game. We're crapping out. Let's see what your ears are like, Jack, at detecting reverb. Ooh. Imagine, not very good. Um, so yeah, one of these sounds will have more reverb on than the other two. Which one is it? Is it this one? Sound A. Is it trumpet B? Trumpet C. Well, my immediate reaction is trumpet C. Seems quite airy. Correct. Trumpet A. Trumpet B. Trumpets B. Or is it trumpet C? I think it's our friend Trumpet C again. It is. You're much better at reverb than EQ. It's just, it's just seem easier. Final one of on the on the reverb round. Is it Trumpet A? Is it B? Or is it C? <laughs> yeah, it's always C's Trumpet C. Correct. <laughs> this is for most trumpets we've ever had on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and about time. Right. So in this game, to test your balancing skills, yeah. <laughs> not that kind of balancing skills, I'm talking about audio balancing. Um, yeah, you've got to... A, a clip of a song will play, and then I'll stop it. A bit like musical chairs. And then you have to tell me at which level on the imaginary mixing desk that's in front of you each of the instruments was at so you could say the bass it was at 50 percent drums at 100 percent vocals at 25 that's the kind of thing i'm talking about uh so let's see how you, you do right so on this track you've got a kick snare toms and there's also hi-hat uh, although something might it might be turned right off you never know so give it a lesson, give it a listen. 
Ooh. Put it into your memory bank. Uh, and then I'm going to hit the stop button. Right. Are you ready? Uh, uh, so I'll ever be. <laughs> okay, here we go. Right. We'll where, do, where do you want to put the kick? Okay. Uh, higher. Quite high. Quite high. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, about there. Okay, about there. All right. What about the snare? Keep going. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> the memory maybe, maybe is a bit failure. higher. Bit, bit higher. <laughs> try, try there. Try there. Okay. The toms? Were there any toms? I can't remember. There were, but they were quiet. Bit quiet lower. Yeah, about, about try there. And then the hi hat. Up you go. Oh, yeah, not much <laughs> higher, actually. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe it's lower than that. Maybe minus maybe 14. Okay. What, minus 14? A bit higher, a bit, a bit higher. Okay. We're minus 14. Bit, bit, bit higher, bit higher? Yeah, we'll just, yeah minus 12. Okay. Like okay, let's go with that. Quite right. close enough. Close Ready enough. to confirm. Sounds good. Be, this could be right? way off. Could be way off. Ooh, 64% accuracy. That's accuracy. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know how to process that, but <laughs> it could be worse. Right, we'll do one last one. Can, can we see the original? Uh, we can, yeah. So, yeah, oh, so were, everything is the right balance. Everything is the right balance, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a good attempt. Basically, everything is a bit louder. <laughs> but apart from that, you got the balance of everything. The loud things were a little bit louder, but quiet things yeah, were a bit quiet. Exactly. There you go. So, this is yours. This is the original. Don't, They're very don't close. Mind it. Okay, one more, and then I'll be out of my. E my uh, sound gym quiz right so put that into your memory you got okay. again one, one moment please right so toms are louder kick snare is quieter hi-hats are quite high this time okay let's give it a go right where are we going with the kick? Keep going up, up, up. Oh, too high. Too high. Back down, back down. Back down. <laughs> back down. Keep going. Stop. Oh, no, no, it? stop about minus 12, maybe. Minus 12. Okay. Let's bring in the snare. Ooh, I can't, really, can't remember. It's Maybe a bit more. Minus eight, try something like that. Okay. How about the toms? Toms were higher. This high? Yeah, maybe about a minus five or so. Okay. And then those hi hats. Yeah, those hi hats don't need to be very high to be loud to cut through, do they? Yeah. Um, a bit higher, bit bit louder, bit louder, bit louder, bit louder, bit louder, <laughs> bit louder, bit louder. Yes. Try something like that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Three, two, one. Oh, he's just scraped in above the red zone. It's it's a pass. Forty-one <laughs> percent accuracy. Just barely. So let's hear. That's yours. This is the original. This is what you should have had. Oh, those hi-hats were really loud, actually. 
and uh, right, also so the, the kick was higher than the snare so yeah yeah I got that quite quite badly wrong it still gave you a pass with 41% but um, yeah generous well very generous plenty, plenty to uh, to work on there Jack in the sound gym uh, and you've not got very long to do it <laughs> <laughs> question is do I spend this final few weeks in the sound gym bulking up my uh, yeah mixing memory or do I spend it in the studio finishing the album <laughs> that's the question <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you know, it's uh, it's best better just to go to the Olympics with no training uh, than not to go to the Olympics at all. That is a great proverb. <laughs> right. Anyway, listeners, thanks. I mean, I don't know how that quiz is going to work out, but uh, yeah, um, we uh, we need to get back to the studio um, or the studios and uh, finish this damn album. So mm. see you next time.